For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And good morning. Welcome to another edition of the Northland Sports Page. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook. We are twins this morning in the fact that we are wearing twins garb. Might be time to get some new twins garb because 2023 AL Central champ garb will be available. Good morning, Dave Cook. You are available this morning. Uh, yes, I am, Brian. Um, you know, I'm glad you let the music go a little bit longer. The interpretive dance kind of takes it out of you. I think that's why I did that. You I want to see just how far you'd go <laughs> so, with that. Radio is so not a yes. visual medium, but uh, the choreography by you today was top notch. Yes, well, Scholastic Football today. The dance team's going. I was kind of getting in dance team mode. I didn't know you were recruited. Oh, well, I come from a family where just, being recruited for dance team is the norm, wait. but I didn't know you it'll, did. It'll look like one of those... Uh, Minor league baseball fake umpire gets into the dance thing and falls over. Wow! And then gets eaten by the big. Eat your heart out, Leslie Nielsen. I can't yep. wait to see yep. that. Nope, that'll be that'll be fantastic. So yeah, no, the the twins didn't back into it. You know they they did what they needed to do to win it. Um, I was a little worried they were going to end up just sort of one morning waking up being the champions. Now they had to go and win it, and they did. Kirilov comes through. Duran quits screwing around. Well, good win. Yeah, he did screw around a little bit to make it interesting. It was very true Minnesota fashion because it's good. Winning the Central is good, but they did it in such a Minnesota way that you still went, well, is this sustainable or not? Because Duran was not very dependable last night. Willie Castro looked to be shaken up for a moment. That, to me, is the one guy that you can't lose. As good as Correa, as good as Royce Lewis can be, the one guy for versatility that you can't lose, who, by the way, is fourth in the American League in stolen bases, who wasn't even supposed to be on this team, Willie Castro, to me, is the straw that stirs the proverbial drink. That is a precursor to a question I may have later in the Nice. Day. Who yep. says we don't do show prep, even though we don't right. talk to each other about it? Right, right, right. So we got home in time to see the Twins clinch it last night. Of course, we got home from Duluth East. Ordean Stadium, Duluth Denfeld went across town and got it done again. That's two years in a row that they've gone to East and won. More importantly, this season for Denveld, it's four weeks in a row that they've won. That's all that they care about at this point. Well, exactly right. And when you have a, a preseason guy in, in uh, Tay Manns, the running back from Denfeld, who goes off and has a game like Tay Manns should have. Right. Very, very... It's a man's world. The it, rest of them were just there. Well, and, and truthfully, that's a great, a great way to say it, because the other man's a defensive lineman. He made an impact last night, too. Um, and, and then you can see the difference in Denfeld when the more kids are back, not just offensively. Just another wrinkle of versatility that they do have. They played a little more edge to their game. They played so well on defense, the more kids. And then uh, going into the game, all I heard was East has trouble scoring. East can, you know. I was going to say, Tim Roweeder, your play-by-play guy last night, filling in for me because I was in the building but doing public address, asked me for a Duluth East scouting report because, of course, this was the third time that I've seen East out of four games. So... I didn't give him much because I thought, well, Esco's a level above everybody. So Esco pounded Duluth East the first game of the year. And then Hibbing is kind of a level below everybody. They're struggling this year. So East went up to Hibbing and got an easy victory. East played Cloquet, two teams relatively similar. East loses a tight game, and they were bad in the red zone that night. So I said, well, the only thing that I can really tell you is they're not bad from 20 to 20. It's after that they really struggle. And that's all I said. And I looked at Tim at halftime and I said, so how'd I do? Because the difference in the game was finishing drives versus not. It was. And you know, Brian, if if you weren't there and you had just heard about the game and you looked at the score and, you know, you, you didn't, you know, like I said, you weren't actually there. You might see the score and just report on the score. You know, uh, really good running attack by Denfeld. Right. Lots of long runs. Um, but you probably would have missed the point that that East probably had a three to one control of the clock. I right. mean, East had the ball. East the found whole game. a style that they would need to win a game like that. They just didn't because if you go twenty to twenty and you don't have a well, kicking game like Duluth East does not, you're not going to score any points. And too many drives, they didn't. Well, and really, it was three to three. Like right. they didn't go twenty to twenty. They were bringing it to the goal line. But if you look at what East did, they found weaknesses. Like they ran power outside and took advantage of the aggressiveness of the Denfeld ends. 
they kept grinding up the middle of the defense. Going up the middle against Denfeld is hard. Right. Um, They're very good up front. They are very good. On both sides of the ball, truthfully. And, And East finally figured out, you know what? They are really good there. Let's just go a different direction. And the other thing they they discovered that I hadn't heard anything about, right, is the Valley kid, the quarterback, he can throw a little bit. They had a really nice screen game. They threw the ball really nice just outside of the out of outside of the box in front of the cornerbacks. And they controlled that football game. The thing is, is you know, you talk about thunder and lightning. Well, Denfeld had four lightning strikes. Right. I was gonna <laughs> say between Mans and Pickamore, because Daquan and Deshaun both did their part. Denfeld just was too much, but it was a closer game, I think, than a lot of people thought. It wasn't a game that's going to be hung in any kind of art museum. It wasn't pretty football. Of course, Mother Nature may have had something to say about that. But again, Denfeld got the win. They needed to get that because yeah. they got a huge one next week. They they really do, and and we've talked about it in the car. Um, we talked about it on the radio. You know, Denfeld's schedule hasn't been you know superlative. It starts to get difficult, right? And um, you know, again. We've talked about Denfeld being a team that wasn't making dumb mistakes. Well, you know what we saw last night in the third quarter? A number of dumb mistakes. And guess what happened? East got back in the game. I was going to say, it was a six-point game with five minutes to go because of that. Right. Credit Duluth East, but also a little bit of discredit to the way Denfeld kind of came unglued and reverted back to previous years. But I got to love what Eric Lofal did because he righted the ship just in time, got it done, good win. That's four of them. Yep, called the timeout when it needed to be called. And uh, settle that football team down. But again, Brian, if you weren't there and you're just reporting on a scoreboard, you're going to miss the nuances of that football game. And the nuances were East isn't as bad as people are saying because they've got a sophomore quarterback and they got players around him who can who can do things. By the way, um, 19 uh, from East. Timothy Udoba. He had a great game last night. Yeah, he's a good he kid. Did, he did everything in each phase of the game. He was... He made some spectacular plays at cornerback. He caught a two-point conversion. He made some nice plays in special teams. He had a great game last night, by the way. Um, but if you're just reporting on the scoreboard, I mean, you miss what that game was all about. Right. And you said to me that basically I've been asking for this for years, and I got it last night. Because I don't mind, and people think I do because I work at Duluth East. I've attended Duluth East. I've been involved in Duluth East for basically half of my life or more. So people think that I have a problem with Duluth Denfeld having success. That is false. Correct. My problem was every time they had any success, they planned a parade about it. They didn't have any expectations to have success. That has changed, and I love it, because I know it's a rivalry game, and we've seen you know taunting, and we've seen chirping, and we've seen puffing chests out, and we've seen you know all of these actions when one rival beats another. Last night, Duluth Denfeld basically told the community – that they expected to win yep. because they won the game. They took the helmets off. They shook hands. Did you celebrate? Of course, because you won. But it wasn't over the top, and I appreciated that. Yeah, hundred percent. And and that's Lofal's been shooting for that for you know as long as he's been there is to have a football team that expects to win and right. not a shock to win. Exactly. And that's what these guys. There weren't even social media posts that puffed the chest out even further. There was one, but you can find one in every crowd, and it basically was a website that's more of a tabloid. But you know, it was there. But Good for Denfeld. Now the big one is a week from now. Yeah, it is. And With North Branch and Denfeld, doesn't get bigger. I don't know who would have said that at the start of the year. It's going to be interesting because the thing about Denfeld's defense is they're very strong at front. Their their defensive tackles are very good. Their defensive ends played a little out of control last night, and East took advantage of that. But their defensive ends also made some gigantic plays. Their linebackers we like. Their secondary is pretty good. They're big. Right. Um, we'll see North Branch's offense is hard to stop, right? It's, it's, well, quirky. and it's hard to game for. It's quirky. It's a game plan. Yes. It's a very, I don't want to say gimmicky because that seems like a detriment, but it's different. I don't know. You know, we talked to Mike Zagelmeyer about this. I don't know how Eric Lofold is going to do it. I don't know if you have a scout team that can mimic that offense in practice this week. We're going to find out. Right. The thing Denfeld has in their defense is a plethora of speed. Like they're fast and they're big. Um, they just have to play. They they can't get frustrated. We saw what happens to Denfeld last night in the third quarter when they get frustrated and they start turning on each other and they give up points. They right. can't do that. Of course, here we are hyping next week's game for Denfeld when they take on North Branch. Meanwhile, we should probably hype the game that we have next week. I want to give a shout yes. out to Tim Roweeder for doing a couple games for me while East was home. I'll be back in the mix doing play-by-play with you as my analyst next week. We will be in a rarity. We will be at a game where both teams can say, oh, we're home because it's Proctor <laughs> and Cloquet 
and both teams playing their home games at Terry Agardall Memorial Field this season. Could they each have homecoming on the same night? That would be interesting. They, because they could, really. They could plan each other's game at the same field. How many candidates would Fleisch have to introduce at halftime <laughs> if it was homecoming for both schools? And last night, you know, we talked about something that I found fascinating and I should have thought about 25 years ago. So if you're in a game where you fought to come back, and I thought East in the second quarter last night fought to come back. They looked like they were doing some good things. Um, and so as a coaching staff, you'd like to get down and break things down. But that was senior halftime, and it took forever. You right. didn't get a chance to – and then after senior day, they get together and they take pictures. If you're a coach and you're trying to get your kids motivated, and, and you're, I mean, how hard is that when senior day is in the middle of the game? Well, and it's interesting because I was thinking about this because you brought it up on the way home last night, and I thought about it, and I thought, you know, how many senior days have we done? But sport by sport, football is the only one I can think of, high school football even, because college football does it before. Yep. But high school football, and maybe it's specific to Duluth East, I'm not sure. But it's the only one I can think of that has done it in-game. I think soccer maybe once picked a halftime and did it. But basketball does it before. Volleyball does it before. Every sport that I've covered does it pre-game. You can't do it post because people don't stick around to see you and you don't get honored properly. But doing it at the halfway point was interesting. But it's a choice that's made early in the year, and the choice is the choice. But here we are spending almost 15 minutes talking about high school football. That is right. a It was a good weekend. That is a sure sign of fall. Basically, everybody is halfway through the high school football season now. Fall is here, and even the calendar tells us that. Now, what's your interpretation of fall? Because I love it. Because I love it on the sports calendar. I love football. I love playoff baseball. I love cooler weather. I think the colors are nice. I really like fall. What I don't like about fall where I live is instead of it being two, three months, it's usually two, three weeks, and winter's here in a heartbeat. I think fall is a polarizing season because some people love the stuff I just said. Some people just sit there and go, well, the temperature drops and summer's over. I don't want to deal with that. Where are you when it comes to fall? You looked at me like I was nuts as I was giving my opinion. I'd like to know why. So some of the things that I like about weather, I like fog. I like 50. I like drizzle. I like to have sun and then have it, you know, just enough to say, oh, yeah, sun, vitamin D. Is anybody chopping at the bit to hang out with Dave now? Because he yeah. likes fog, 50, and drizzle. Yeah, and so. He's the human black cloud, apparently. Well, there might be something to that. Um, anyways, this weather I, I enjoy. So fall, I look forward to fall. And I really like early spring when it's just kind of flexing its muscles and saying winter's over. Well, I'd like to know where you go to get that because I've said time and time again, spring in Duluth, you might find it on a mattress. You don't find it weather-wise at all. About 45 minutes. But yeah. fall here can be very beautiful. It's just very brief. But again, when it comes to fall, I know enough people that say, I love it. Give me as much of it as I can find. And then I'm married to an educator who says, you know, fall is when I get really busy and it's really a wake-up call after not being busy. Yeah. So it's hard to come to grips with. Well, we thought, you know what, we can turn that into a sports topic today as well, because when it comes to Minnesota sports, no matter the team professionally, there are ways that you can say this team is going to be good. It's going to be beautiful yep. to watch. It's going yep. to be fun for reason X, Y, and Z. And you can say this team is going to be the fog, the drizzle, the black cloud, the dreariness for reason X, Y, and Z. Hmm. So because we don't want to necessarily focus on the negative, because we do that enough, because we are Minnesota sports. And it's fun to be positive, especially coming off a night where a team just got a division championship. Yep. We're going to meet in the middle. We're going to do both. We're going to give you reasons today why each of the pro franchises in Minnesota can be a little bit fall-esque. If you choose, you can look at this beauty. If you choose, you can look at this dreariness. And we're going to tackle both. Yeah, there's a there's a house on um, Gene Duluth. We come around a corner and it's all golden maples. And in the fall, when you get a little bit of sun, the whole place radiates kind of a yellow color. Um, and we talk about the twins. We talked about them last night. That radiating color um, is Royce Lewis, is Kirilov, is all Walner. These kids that are under 25 who seem to be performing right now when the chips are on the table. Well, they do. But at the same time, when you look at fall, there are those other people that think fall is getting that much closer to Christmas. And when I think of Christmas, I think of a Christmas story. And what was the big part of a Christmas story? Fragile, the fragile box. Handle with care. Shooting yourself in the eye. When you think of Royce Lewis, well, that too, because it'd be tongue, a way to injure yourself. Tongue stuck to the... Can I talk or are you just going to go left and I right? I was all thinking about place? your movie you used. Fair Sorry. enough. But one of the most important lines in that movie is fragile. 
And I guess shooting your eye out would be another point to be made because yep. there's a way to hurt yourself. Because when you think of Royce Lewis, Alex Kirloff, Carlos Correa, suddenly that would be the difficult part for this twin team. There's a ton of reason to get excited. We can focus on that. But a lot of the reasons to get excited are, well, if they're able to go, if they're healthy enough, if they can stay healthy, yeah. that is the biggest problem with this team. It's not the lineup is inconsistent. It's not that the bullpen can blow some games. Those are factors for sure. It's what is your roster going to look like come October 3rd? Right. And, and the guys who are hurt specifically, the two guys that went out in the last week, in the left Correa, side of your infield in Correa and Lewis have had such an impact in the second half. You know, Correa looks like the Correa that we had hoped for. And Lewis has come out. I mean, if Lewis is this guy, I mean, like forever, we've got ourselves. You got a superstar. Up. You do. Yeah. Um, you have a potential he, MVP third baseman. That, and, and maybe that's one of the things we're talking about is, is right. Lewis. The, the, bright, the bright side of fall is everything we've seen. The downside of fall is the stuff we haven't seen because he's been on the IL. Well, I was going to say the downside of fall plays right into what I say about Duluth. The problem is it's all too brief. When you're watching Royce Lewis play, man, is it fun. When you're watching Carlos Correa at peak Carlos Correa, man, is it fun. Alex Kirloff contributing last night. You forget how long he's been out. All of these glimpses are awesome, but they're way too brief. Yeah, no, you're, you're right about that. And we talked about this two months ago, Brian. Right. If this team is healthy, they're, they're going to be out. a tough out. And Absolutely. So now they just need to get healthy. Well, the other reason I think they can still be a tough out is because even if this lineup doesn't have, you know, all bullets in the chamber kind of thing, they can pitch. They can and pitch. I never would have thought that I'd be sitting here in a playoff preview segment of the Twins here on the Northland Sports page going, you know what's going to help the Twins is their pitching. Because somebody would say, what parallel universe are you in? It's yeah, been right. forever since you've been able to say that. I mean, Pablo Lopez last night has the most twin strikeout in a season since 2007. Let me repeat, 2007. Easy to say who that was because it was the Ohan Santana era. Yeah. But that's just it. This is the best pitching staff the Twins have had since Johan Santana was anything to do with it. Well, and think about you're setting yourself up for a playoff a playoff push. When's the last time they had two starters like this? I was going to say the fact that Morris and Erickson? Probably. Yeah. And I wouldn't discount Kevin Tappany in that mix either. The question is, who are you going with when because they're all quality? It's not, who are you going with because we have to? You brought up Randy Dobnik a half an hour before we got started today. Yep. That's a far cry from, you know, Bomba Squad playoffs. Well, and, and think about the, I mean, your choice of third starters. You're trying to decide if you want to run Ryan out there um, because you might have to go with Kenta, right? And Maeda is a different kind of pitcher now than he was two, three years ago. He's still effective, and he still knows how to pitch in the playoffs. Like, we have... Depth of adults almost, you know right. what I mean? So, yeah, their pitching staff is different, and their bullpen's good. Right. Last part on the Twins, I don't know. I said right a little too readily to move on. I don't know if I agree with that their bullpen's good. Their bullpen can be serviceable, but their bullpen is a tightrope walk as well. We'll have more on the Twins at about 11.25 today. But one last thought on the Twins, and I want to know what you think of it, because it's spurred on by the media. It doesn't have to be spurred on by the roster at all, because there aren't that many players here that have been part of this historical angle. Is it negative at all? And I know the fan base is going to bring it up until proven otherwise, and they have that right. But is it going to hang over this team at all that it's going to be, okay, you're in the playoffs, but you don't even win a game there. Here we go again. I don't buy it, but even during the celebration last night, it was brought up multiple times, even by a player who wasn't there. Kyle Farmer mentioned it. Yeah, I. you're right. If it, it's on their minds, is it good or is it bad? Is it chip on shoulder motivator or is it – they get behind and they're going to go, oh, here comes another one. Well, here's here's the thing about this particular record, which is, I mean, yes, it's a record. It's somewhat unfathomable that they've lost that many games in a row. It is, but you know how low the bar is? Correct. Right, so if they win if, if they win game one, do we have to plan the parade, as you'd like to say? Like, yes, win a game. But I think that's... I think that's all. I mean, you're asking them just to win one. You're not asking them to get into the second round. I mean, the goal... If you don't win one, we can talk about that. But the goal needs to get into the second round. Right. So we should ignore let's win a game and then we're successful. Do you know what I mean? I would agree with that. But at the same time, I heard multiple players mention the World Series and I fought back chuckling at the same time because that's just the Minnesota sports fan in me. When in reality, I should say, hey, that's the one Minnesota team that's gotten it done a couple of times. I shouldn't yep. laugh at the concept. Yep. Speaking of the concept of winning, it has escaped the Minnesota Vikings so far. Mm. They are a glimpse into fall. They are like the weather today so far. Very gloomy, very drizzly, very foggy, very ugly. 
but at the same time, they are probably the most followed team that this state has. There is enough reason to believe that this can turn around a little bit, but there's a lot of reason to say this could bottom out as well. What side of the proverbial fall coin would you like to start on? So this this is an interesting comparison then. This kind of feels like a day in August. You know, every so often there's that random day in August that that goes to 60 and it's just kind of Starts foggy. to smell like fall? Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of what I think what we where we're at, right? There's still summer to be there. You know, you you know that it's it's still there. So we can win some games, we can still be okay. But we're not prepared for fall yet. Right? The future is going to be cloud, drizzle, snow and and we don't know what we're going to do with that. And and so the dark cloud over this Vikings team is we get the end of this season and it's Jefferson, Hawkinson, and cross your fingers. Well, you mentioned being prepared. The prefix of the word prepared is pre, which means before. You should be ready before it hits. This team was not. This team admitted it by making two relatively major transactions this week. Going and getting Dalton Reisner. Hopefully that helps because the O-line can't get worse, you hope. They also go get Cam Akers, which I don't fully comprehend the added value there, but we'll wait and see. But to me, I can't tell if that's a positive or a negative because you should have been prepared before the season. But it might be early enough where you admitted, hey, I wasn't ready. I got to do this and this to even survive. The Vikings can do that. But again, they're softer in the middle of both lines than the Pillsbury Doughboy. They've got enough talent to win some games because Kirk, Justin, TJ, you know, player du jour offensively has a ton of skill. The defense, you had a perfect line with Hey Diddle Diddle run right up the middle last week. They can't stop that, but they have been somewhat impactful at being better, and that's what we've asked for. My fear is that the Vikings going to Viking, to put it the way the kids would say it, they're going to be good enough to keep you invested and to be contending in what looks like a kind of a bad division. Yeah. But what if they go eight and nine or nine and eight again, and you have no idea which end is up because you don't know what direction they can go. And they didn't necessarily go bad enough to build on anything. That's what I think we may have ahead. I don't think that they're terrible at all. If anybody says you're being negative on the Vikings, I'm not actually, because there are probably some people that thinks they may win four games. I think they can win eight or nine. I just don't know that that's a great thing for the future. Right. Stuck in the middle. Yes. Um, so I'm, I'm worried that our general manager is so caught up on, on this bit about being a wall street guy and selling high and buying low and all that, that he might be missing in the NFL terms. Um, as you were saying the, the lunch pails. So instead of buying all these stocks low and, and praying for them to go up and all that, he needs to just buy some elite stock, right? That's going to be the same. It's going to go up a little bit, but it's what you found your foundation of your investments are. Um, and we haven't done that, right? Like you said, the defensive line, the offensive line, the the linebacking crew, it looks like pace was a heck of a pickup, right? But they didn't really do anything with that. You know, you've, you've got your ground and pound running back, but you don't have, you know, that next piece to build on. Right. You have no plans at quarterback. For next year, none, and so well, and that's where finishing in the middle is going to hurt you. Yes, because you're not going to, as some people have put it, collapse for Caleb. I don't think you're going to be as bad as Arizona anyway, and be able to do that. No, are you going to? But you might get their quarterback. I was going to say, are you going to end up with Arizona's castaway as a result? I don't know how fans would feel about that. It wouldn't be a rookie, but it would be a young guy. But it would be a young guy that has an injury history. But again, all of this looking to the future could also be too soon because. If you want to be the ray of sunshine and he comes up at 1030, we always say Dave Hoops is our <laughs> ray of sunshine. If you want to be that, they won't keep turning the ball over at this alarming rate. Correct. They just won't. They're professionals. It won't happen. Correct. And they are good enough to beat a lot of teams with what they have on paper because the players have said it and they have to take those turnovers out. They might be 2-0. and It might be a facepalm 2-0 and because, again, the trenches are so bad. But it's a different vibe if we're 2-0. and But here's the thing. Offensive line-wise, the trenches aren't. The center and guards are. The tackles are very good. But see, that to me is the trench in and, the middle. And Dalton Reisner, the one thing he can do is pass block. And so if you get him and Derisaw on the left side, Kirk's got some time now. You know, he's, he's still got to worry about the other two guys, right? But Kirk's got time on his blind side. 
and that you give Kirk another two beats. Um, and with the offensive skill players that they have, yeah, they can they can turn it around. But I don't know if they can turn it around to eleven wins, like you said, a turnaround to eight and eight and nine or nine and eight. Right well, now, when you're out of the gate, I was going to say, when you're out of the gate, 0-2, think about how good that is. Yeah. With the schedule that's coming, if you go 8-7 and seven with what's left, that's not bad at all. Not bad And then you're all. still stuck under 500. Right. Now, there's a Drafting, possibility that they pull 15. some things off. I mean, you know, 11-0 in one-score games last year, that shouldn't have happened. 0-2 in one-score games this year, maybe that shouldn't have happened. Where does it, you know, stuck in the middle there, too? Yeah. No, and, but you're right. The key to this whole thing is a turnover turnover deal. And if if um, Jefferson's turnover, for instance, gets the other direction, all of a sudden that is the Vikings really do have a shot. Well, and that's Philly. the interesting thing because you've been forced to change the narrative. You can still be lamenting Viking mistakes, which you know some will say we've been doing that since 1961. But narrative wise, you can't just go Kirk, 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 Kirk. This team can't win in the clutch as long as that guy's your quarterback. If you want to rest with that, go ahead. But you're not really watching because yep. your replacement running back who was supposed to be great has turned it over. Your star player has turned it over. Your special teams rookie has turned it over. Some of the Kirk turnovers are because one of the rookies from last year on the line still stinks. There's a lot of things gone wrong, but there's a lot of things, quote, fixable. Just when they fix it, where do they take off to? That's going to be interesting. So we've only got a couple minutes to deal with two teams. Its biggest news is their jerseys. We'll talk more about that as the show goes on. But the rise and fall of fall for the Wolves first. I think they can be very good because on paper, they've got one of the best starting lineups they've had arguably since the Western Conference Finals year. The other side of that coin is they don't play the games on paper. And the Twin Towers look didn't get much of a look last year, but when it did, didn't look very good either. Yeah, I think the I think the reason for optimism, the reason fall is going to be beautiful is consistency, continuity. Um, those guys are, there's no great big trade on the beginning of the, right. I mean, they, it's the uh, new hip run it back. They, well, um, and in this case, I don't, I won't even call it that because that, that kind of, well, because that phrase roll. sucks, right? It kind of has an eye roll. This is continuity. Those of us that can't run, take offense. Go ahead. <laughs> this is continuity. They, as we said with cousins, this is his first time with two offensive core, co- the same offensive coordinator two years in a row. Well, this is the first time that Gobert and, and Cat have a summer. Right, and then have a coaching staff that has a chance right. to put their arms around. Not it. to mention that it may not even fall on those two because if Cat is literally saying and doing the right things because he said them now do them, he seems prepared to defer to Ant as having it be his yes. team. Cat and Rudy could be the story, but Ant is still the guy. No reason yeah. is he ready to be the guy? That's the question. It looks like it. We're gonna find out. Yep. This is the first time that going in, I think Ant is a star versus budding star. Yeah. And I think I, the other thing the Wolves have that they've, ne- as far as I'm concerned, they've never had is they're so deep. A right deep now. team, right? And and they, I mean, they're 10, 11 guys deep. Who can I said all play it last week. NBA. It reminds me of the Twins because they're not going to jump off paper like some other lineups will. But if they have injury issues, and everybody does at some point, you're not going to say, well, if they go from this player to this player, that drop off is monumental. The Timberwolves don't have that. Of course, the flip side, because we're respecting both the positive and the negative, is. What if you have five, six players that all basically do the same thing? You're going to have categories of the game where you're not very efficient. NBA fans will know the name Shake Milton. Yes. Shake Milton started at times last year. He's probably our eighth guy off the bench. Well, the eighth guy, the third guy. Well, and don't guy forget the, the law firm that we acquired and played yep. pretty well in the playoffs. Absolutely. And don't forget Nas. Right. right. And so it's only it's, two um, words need to be said Nas Reed. Right. That's weird. I don't understand that. I but, love it. But it's um but it it goes back to the depth of this team. They got starters, NBA starters, you know, I'm gonna say languishing, but that's not true. But I mean, back in the day, if you're the tenth guy on a bench, you're languishing, right? Right. They got NBA starters there right now. They do. Maybe their negative would just be the Western Conference because it's pretty good. I mean, you look, Denver is gonna be the defending champion. The Lakers are aging, but they're never gonna be bad. The media won't allow it, the league may not allow it. You look at Oklahoma City you know, what, what Dallas can do. Oklahoma City was a challenge. Timberwolves took them out in the play-in game. Phoenix. I don't know alive. what Memphis will be with the John Moran situation, what have you. But the Western Conference, you know, we didn't even mention Golden State. It goes through all, San all Francisco, right? All they've been is the gold standard yep. in the league for how long? But I think if we're in a different market, we're including Minnesota in this conversation for the first time in a and long time. That's that's what I'd hope because I want to talk about that with Vincey Glenn to close the show today because we talked about the Vikings, and they play the Chargers on Sunday. The Vikings are 0-2, and we're woe is me, and this is wrong, and this is wrong, and this is wrong, and we've made this trade, this trade, and need to make this trade. 
The Chargers are 0-2 as well. Are they anticipating, you know, we're going to Minnesota, they're pretty good, and they've had some tough breaks. Are we going to lose? I always love to know what other markets are yeah, saying about Minnesota. He'll know. <laughs> Do they make fun of Minnesota as much as Minnesota makes fun of Minnesota? <laughs> That's the question. Yeah. But there's one team that never gets made fun of simply because of the sport they play. The rise and fall of the wild. I feel like it's lather, rinse, repeat. Because the reason they could be good is Kirill Kaprizov is a stud. If Gus Bus in goal continues to you know ascend with his level of play, he's very good. Injuries kind of took them out of the playoffs on their own. If Eric Sinek plays, different story. There's young talent to be excited about. The negative might be there's a lot of young question marks that if they turn out not to be good, a la the Vikings draft class, they're in trouble. Um, you know I'm a huge Gopher fan. Um, yes, so and I like most, you anyway. Um, are they putting too much stock in the fact that Brock Faber is going to come in and be a number yes. of top two defense? He was part of the jersey unveil. Right. When I saw that, I'm like, okay. I was going to say, they are putting too much stock in it, but boy, do I hope they're right. I hope they're right, too. Yeah. Uh, but that's what we're talking. That's the whole fall point, right? Right. I hope Brock Faber is all of that, but it frightens me that they are hooking their wagon to the kid already. How about pressure for starters? Um, I, I just worry about that. Uh, it, we're in Rossi time again, right? Yep. Preseason is Rossi time. Uh, they need him to play. Like honestly, their season because of the because of the cap constraint can swing on the fact that this kid is is either the number one center in Iowa or the new number two center in in Minnesota. And if he's the number two center and he's got Boldy on one side and the other guy that I can't remember, Johannesson on the on the on the right side, that line can scoot and score. If he's not ready and he's playing in Iowa again, who do you got there? Well, and that's the interesting piece because every time. Every time the Wild are not on the ice, the center position is the topic of discussion. And I get it. It's there for a reason. But I am more frightened by their decor or lack of at this point, only because Gustafson has been relatively unproven minus one year. If, if you have a question mark goaltender and a question mark decor, and you're supposed to build a hockey team from the back end out, I have questions. However, we've seen the talent that's there on both ends. Gus, Bus, Faber, what have you. And Matt Dumba was the most enigmatic player probably in Wild history for me but I wonder if they're going to miss him or not. Mm-hmm. The market says no, because a bad team like Arizona gave him one year. This, the, there is, in hockey, the room is sacred, right? It's different than in other sports. That was Dumba's room. I think they're going to miss that continuity. The crazy thing about the the Wild is they're similar to the Wolves in that they're deep as can be, right. but they're all young. Their depth is, got, is, is kids. You talked about their defensemen. Yeah, they've got five defensemen up here. They've got six or seven in Iowa but they're all 22 and 23. The other obvious positives for the Minnesota Wild is they're never going to have any pressure or expectations because of the sport they play. The state loves them, and it seems like for good reason because it feels like this team can make the postseason blindfolded. They find a way to do it year after year after year. It's always fun. It's just a matter of what do they do when they get there. We got to get to Dave Hoops. We're the Northland Sports Page. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, stick around. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Right back. I'm pretty sure this next guy loves us, too. We're the Northland Sports <laughs> Page. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook. Dave Hoops is right around the corner. Dave Hoops and Hoops Brewing, they're one of our illustrious sponsors. We are blessed with several. We are. Let's start with Kohler Toyota and Kohler Hyundai. Um, Arola Architecture Studio, OAR Holdings. Krauss Heating and Cooling, your carrier, carrier in northeastern Minnesota, your carrier, HVAC, authorized dealer. Advantage Gentlemen Screen Printing, Sammy's Pizza, the Blackwood Group, including their locations on London Road, in Proctor, in Two Harbors, downtown here at Blackwater, and Tavern on the Hill up by the college's Avenue 45, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Pier B Resort, and Hoops Brewing. Absolutely, and Dave is kind of the where in the world is Carmen San Diego guy of this show, and today the answer right now is Hinkley. I believe Dave is en route to the Twins game today. I'll be interesting to see what the uh, hangover hustle lineup looks yeah, like right. after the celebration last night, but again, there is reason to celebrate. The Twins are division champions. There are always reasons to celebrate. There are always reasons to worry. That's what makes sports fun. We talked about that in relationship to fall. 
because some people find it beautiful. Some people find it a little bit sad because they have to say goodbye to summer. Dave Hoops, good morning. Where do you fall in that? What's your opinion on fall? Oh, I think you already know. I'm the exact you love opposite the heat. of Mr. Dave. Yeah. Yes, I, I do. <laughs> well, there's a lot of but, us in um, a lot of ways that are the opposite of Mr. Dave. Go ahead. Thank God for the earth, right? Oh, yeah. It Although it's really nice out, and I'm hoping that I'm with my friend Mike, and uh, we're going to go with his daughter today, and it's fan appreciation, so they're giving away these really cool toques that I want to get my hands on one and um, just kind of the game doesn't matter so much, but does it boys? I mean, what is it? Three games separating us between the twins and the West and, and having a buy. Did, yeah, did you even talk about that yet? Yeah, we, we didn't because I'm not sure how long of a long shot that might be only because the West plays each other so much here down the stretch, which the downside to that, as much as you want somebody to lose, somebody has got to win as well. So the Twins need to keep winning their own games and, and see if they get a shot at the bye because that would really be something. We go from wondering if they're going to win this division to all of a sudden potentially the second best record in the American League. That would really be a fun positive to focus on. Now I have to ask you this since you're going to the game today because you know your history over the past month or so. Did you warn everybody with you that when you go to games, nine innings usually isn't enough? I did. And, you know, <laughs> there's no guarantee there's going to be a game. It, it's fifty percent chance. I don't. I don't know how that works, and you know, I don't know if we're looking at a rainout today. I'm hoping not, but yes, I, I'm batting like eight seventy five on extra inning games this whole summer. Yeah, you, you know do that. have a lot of longevity at Target Field. I've noticed that this season. That's really a sight to behold for you. I have to ask you this because you are one of multiple people I know that had tickets to today's game, and I think part of them was at least hoping that maybe the clincher could be today. Now, I just couldn't do that because as a Minnesota sports fan, I'm going, I don't care how it happens as long as it happens. Was there any level of disappointment knowing that they clinched last night instead of today? Or were you like me and I probably woke the rest of my house up when that final out was recorded last night because I'm just that happy with twin success? Um, Yes and no. Not at all that they clinched last night because that's all I care about. But when we got these tickets, we got them to see Otani and Trout. So my disappointment has been longstanding. So that's okay, though. Uh, our friend Ted Kiefit had tickets for last night. He said exactly the same thing. He said, if they clinch, that's great. But I bought these tickets to see those two guys, and they're both out. But I also saw that Ted already bought his AL Central Champs t-shirt. He had a picture on social media well, right away. So, so he got it done, and I'll be ordering mine as well. you got to have championship garb when a Minnesota team gives it to you, no matter what level of championship it is. In the first segment, we talked about reasons to be positive, reasons to potentially be gloomy about teams. The Twins have a lot of both, but this is as positive as I felt going into a playoffs. Do you agree, Dave Hoops? Uh, a million percent, and I could only sort of hear you because I had um, I was talking with Mike. But the, your comments about our pitching at, with the Santana days and stuff, outstanding. I, I mean, pitching and and um, and our hitting. I, I don't see. You know, wouldn't it be cool? And the rest of the country would like say, really, but. Brewers Twins World Series. What do you guys think? Wow, oh. I wonder if uh, the Blotnick Bridge, or is it even called that anymore? I wonder oh, if the yes, bridges is. between Duluth and Superior could handle that idea. It'd be fun. It, that would be fun, but you're right, Dave. Uh, the people in Bristol, Connecticut might explode. I was going to say, far cry from Yankees, Red Sox. We are close to congratulations, Major League Baseball, because the Twins are in the playoffs and the Yankees are very close to not being. What a great season that will be for the sport. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. And we cannot lose to the Yankees. And this is the year where one game, like you said earlier, no, bunch of games and all those naysayers out there, just quiet down. Let's just enjoy the fact that we get to watch postseason baseball with our own team, which I would watch anyway, as would you guys. But this is awesome. You know, down with Atlanta, up with Minnesota or well, up with the Brewers on that side. Let's do it. It will be interesting to see where the enthusiasm and where the best play comes from because on paper there are certain teams that look better than the others, but you know, playoff baseball, flip a coin, you just never know. Speaking of flip a coin, let's go to tomorrow's NFL contest involving maybe two of your favorite teams with the Vikings and the Chargers. These are two teams that if they got a mirror, they would point and say, hey, that's us. No, wait, that's you. Because if you look at these two teams, it's two teams that have great fantasy football players. You look at Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, when healthy. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, etc. You look at the Vikings, you look at JJ, TJ, Kirk. Madison's kind of stunk, but Jordan Addison's been pretty good. These teams put up good numbers, but their number in the win column both have zero. 
Yeah, and I think it's going to be the shootout. Like maybe I'm going forty-one thirty-one tomorrow with, for the good guys, and yeah, it's going to be a bonanza of, of fantasy numbers. But more importantly, let's say that our turnover ratio is like one. Okay, and hopefully plus one, just one time. Yeah, 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 and everything else comes together. And there's no real, real reason for a loss. As just like we already said, we're zero and two in one score games where we had turnovers left and right. I think it's going to be a really fun game to watch. And I, you know, as always, I'm very confident that the purple is going to win. Yeah, I actually am this time too, right? and it scares the yeah. devil out of me because I'll tell you this: if Austin Eckler was in the game, I think my confidence would waver. He's been ruled out. I think that could be the difference. I think it makes the Chargers a bit more one-dimensional, but we'll see. You know, Josh Kelly, I believe, will be the running back. And the first two games, you thought Brian Prudholm could be the running back, and they might succeed against the Vikings' interior defense. But but we'll see. But speaking of that, you mentioned confidence in at least tomorrow. I said you're my ray of sunshine. We bumped in with walking on sunshine from Katrina and the Waves. Where are you on 0-2 with 15 games left? you still believe? Oh, a million percent. I I still believe in an NFC Central title, North title, and uh, a good long playoff run. And then <laughs> JJ's making this noise about holding out to keep Kirk. Well, let's just go ahead and win a Super Bowl. Okay, then the conversation won't be so loud. Yeah, there you go. How's that for an answer? That is okay. bursting with positivity without question. I may agree with you on the potential of a division title only because, and it was one week, I get it. Week two, they all lost. But maybe this division isn't very good. It's been one week. Right. right? Little bare naked ladies. So um I can say that when it's J- a musical title. JJ holding out for Kirk. How much less money does JJ take for the Vikings to re-sign Kirk? Like, okay, buddy, you want to be the highest paid NFL player, non quarterback? That's great. But if you want this quarterback back, you're gonna be about tenth. You know what I mean? I yeah, mean it's there's gonna be a lot of math involved. Yeah, they're they're truly Wall truly Street Quasey's gonna have to be able to uh, carry the one a couple times. That that's correct. Well, um I, I kind of agree with Dave though, except for the you know, the the thirteen wins, right? But this team gets rolling and Flores' defense starts to kick in. And if they bring Linval back, I actually heard that. Bring back Linval to stand over the center. Um there's no reason they can't pull a bunch of games out. Well, and I'm just going to simplify it because I agree with a lot of things that have been said so far, but how many times in baseball do we say you can't hit a three-run homer with nobody on base? Mm-hmm. Let's just get one. Let's get one tomorrow. Right. Let's get to one and two. Let's go to Carolina. Then you hope, at least on paper, you definitely should get to two and two. And here I am contradicting myself because I'm looking ahead now too. But if you get to a 500 record, whatever week that is, I know the schedule gets more difficult but you don't go in feeling like you don't have a shot. You know, and I think your confidence level, even with professionals, plays a role. You made a really good point, though, and I, I was thinking about while you were talking. The quarterbacks are similar, right? Uh, we each have a first-round wide receiver from last year. We each, Quentin Johnson. Um, oh, Edison, yeah, but to put him on the same level, yikes. Um, we each have kind of a number one. We have a true number one. They've got, they've got a number one. Uh, I can't ever tell our two run, the new running back for us and their running back. I get them screwed up all the time, which I know that's not surprising, but it's in my mind, it makes them very similar and neither one of the defenses are, are real good right now. Yeah, you're right. They are us. Well, and the difference is I trust say a Bosa and a Khalil Mack type defense than anybody on ours, but we'll see. Uh, the chargers do get to the quarterback. We try to. We have more blitzes than anybody in the NFL, but we have one of the lowest pressure rates, so that needs to change a little bit. Yep. But again, I, I think the pressure is going to be alleviated in the record once you get one. It's got to happen tomorrow. You always have more than one. Great question for Dave Hoops. Fire away today. All right, so this one's going to be, uh, I'm going to try to make it a little less complicated, Brian, I think I've done that. All right, so decisions. We make decisions in sports all the time. Um, and we've talked about, situations, right? If we could change one situation, it would be that the kick goes through, right? That's not what this question is. It's about decisions. So if you had the opportunity to change a decision in I, in any of the four sports or all of the four sports in Minnesota, so you can change a, a historical decision for the Twins, for the Wild Wolves and Vikings, what would that one decision, and it can change everything, be? And the example, Brian and I talked about earlier, Dave, the example is the Twins don't throw Dobnik in game two. They throw Odorizzi and see how they come out of that Yankees series because once you saw Dobnik's name in there, everybody just kind of went, okay, we're done. 
okay. There's about a, a thousand. Yes, I was going to say that's answers. that's judging low, but you're absolutely that's right. Why Go you ahead to pick one. Um, Dallas doesn't win Super Bowls. We don't make the Herschel trade, and everybody's happy. There's yeah, mine. I was waiting. I was waiting for that one to come up because Dave's right. There are a thousand, and because of that, I don't know how you don't take something that's going to be categorized as low hanging fruit. I'm going to say, how about the Timberwolves don't draft back to back point guards? Or if you do, because this guy is now labeled as one, your second point guard that you pick is Steph Curry. Because Minnesota can be a heck of a basketball state in fandom, if you will, but it's never gotten the chance because they never took off. I would think with Steph Curry, they hopefully would have. I think my Wolves one is don't commit to Joe Smith under the table. Right. Um, because if they don't do that, all of a sudden that run extends. Well, and the running joke was if you're going to do something that's categorized as cheating, at least make it for a stud player. Joe Smith, other than being the number one pick, never was since Maryland. Right, right. I, I agree with that. The the one for the Vikings is always so oh, much. Oh, you picked four, did you? Yes. The okay. one, the I one, didn't know we were supposed to do that, Dave Hoops. Well, you don't have to. The one that came to mind, and, and Brian, you and I have talked about this forever, is could you draft Warren Sapp? Yeah, you, instead you of had, Derek Alexander? Right. You had a coach that dealt with players really well, and the reason they didn't draft him is they thought he had a marijuana problem. Well, Denny would have helped with that. And Derek Alexander's a little bit like a Johnny Flynn, where Derek Alexander, when he played, wasn't bad. He just didn't, didn't play, play that much, and he wasn't nearly as impactful as the guy they should have taken. So then I'm going to ask you each about the Wild. If you could change one decision for the Wild, what would it be? Wow. I'll go to the hockey guru first. Dave Hoops, go ahead. Um, and this is a really tough one. Yes. Um, but I guess I wouldn't have. Uh, I wouldn't have picked up Suter, and um, because I'm I'm not a fan, and we put everything into him, and it really didn't make a, a big. I would have, or we would have drafted like uh, we would have gone after a goalie, um, you know, instead of this piecemeal thing that they've dealt with over the years but i i never liked that suitor deal the prezi deal made a lot more sense to me i really like that answer. i like that answer and i'm very very shocked that you didn't say don't trade brent burns i was just waiting for it and somebody's probably waiting for me no. to say something about it so here you go but you like the receiving yeah. end of that trade i forget who i'm dealing <laughs> with mr san jose sharks i'm gonna go with a coaching decision because you talked about him last week about a guy who thought he knew more than everybody else and didn't I would have never given Todd Richards the chance to run this NHL franchise because I think he ran them backwards after they were making some pretty good progress early. Yeah, that's okay. So now I'm going to take this and put this in wheelhouses. Same question. What one decision would you change, Dave, for brewers out there? If you're running a brewery. Not Milwaukee. Yes. Right. If you're running a brewery, what's the one decision that you see made often that you'd be like, no, 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 don't do that. Do this. Well, I, I'm a big believer in in education and promoting traditions and and the hundreds and hundreds of years of brewing um, history. And I wish more breweries would focus on that a little bit and continue to make it about this age old art as opposed to whatever the latest trend is. And we live in America. I get it. And uh, everybody, what it's now, 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 but this is the old guy talking, but I really like, I wish there was more traditional brewing and I wish that um, education was paramount, which is kind of a lame answer, but that's really how I feel. Actually, it's not at all because Mr. Focus on the brewery, that is you speaking of keeping the focus on the brewery. I know you're not there because you're en route to target field, but Give everybody a great reason to come into your great establishment on a dreary day. Oh uh, well, that's the reason right there because it's going to be a really really nice Saturday, and we've got a we've got a. I care a little bit about the Ducks today. Yeah, let's just say you're ready to get rid of Coach great, Prime and all great. that shtick, aren't you? Oh, it's fun stuff. But yeah, it's going to be a great cozy day in there, almost like we're having a fire. And remember, you guys, Oktoberfest next Saturday, um, kind of the end of the year, and really great beer. And, um, you know, come on in for sure. Thanks, Absolutely. Dave. We will talk to you next Saturday. Quick note, programming note on air production meeting. I know we talked about it, Dave, but next Saturday we're an evening show. We'll talk to you about 730 at night next Saturday. Looking forward to it. Can't wait. You guys have a good day. Thank you. You as well. Go Twins. That's Dave Hoops. He's en route to Target Field. We're en route to buy or sell. That's next with the Northland Sports Page. Stick around. We'll be right back.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Back here on the Northland Sports Page, a little sold from John Michael Montgomery. That takes me back to my country DJing era. I may have been the only country music DJ that had blonde frosted tips and dressed like I was part of NSYNC, though. Yeah, what was it? Brian O'Produm? Uh, Brian O'Brien. Right. It. Very close, though. Right. Well, I think, You had a Brian and you had an O. That's good enough. Right. I think that we should have brought the sandwich place in. It could have been Brian O, whatever that uh, combination yeah. would have been. Good times. Herberts and Gerberts trying to spell my last name is a little bit like me trying to run grandma's. Just too, stop the idea. Too many X's, Brian. Yes. Yes. Which I don't know where the first one came from. <laughs> too many X's, though. That sounds like a country song. It as really well. does. really does. So it's time to play buy or sell. But speaking of buy, we're very happy that a lot of sponsors buy into the investment that is this show. Absolutely. Our original investor, as you said, Arola Arc. Architecture Studio, Hoops Brewing, OAR Holdings, Krauss Heating and Cooling, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer in our area, Advantage Element Screen Printing, Sammy's Pizza, the Blackwoods Group, including locations on London Road, in Proctor and into Harbors, downtown with Blackwater, and Tavern on the Hill, up on the hill, Avenue 45, Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Pier B Resort, Kohler Toyota, and Kohler Hyundai. So again, very happy that each of them join this show and be part of our sponsorship family. Time to play buy or sell. If you're not familiar with how it works, this is how the game goes. I'm going to give a statement for each of the four major leagues. If you believe and agree with what I'm saying, you say buy and you tell me why. If you disagree, you say sell and you tell me why. It'll be Dave Cook and myself. Dave gets to determine the order and give his hot takes per usual. Well, let's go with the recent champions, the Minnesota Twins. The Minnesota or Twins. baseball, I guess. I get screwed up all the time. So Major League Baseball, I said it earlier, and I want you to expand on it a little bit for me. Buy or sell that Willie Castro could be the most important twin on this playoff roster? I think he, I don't know if the most important, but he is a linchpin guy, right? So I think the most important guy plays shortstop and he needs a hit, right? But without Willie Castro, everybody else has to be really good and really healthy. So Willie Castro fills a lot. He's like that flex tape that you see on TV, like the flex glue or whatever, where you can put it on top of stuff and water keeps or stops coming out of it. He's that guy, right? There's going to be cracks all over. He's the guy that you can put anywhere to stop the water from coming out of the cracks. All right. So that's a great take. But is it buy or is it sell? It's buy. Okay. I'm going to buy as well. You're familiar with the phrase timing is everything. So on September 23rd at 1058 in the morning, I buy that idea. The playoffs don't start until October 3rd. Depending well, upon yes. Sorry. <laughs> Watching you think, now I know what it's like to be a, a fly on the wall, mouse in the corner, whatever you want to say, in the brain of Dave Cook. Oh, he was okay. legit stumped. Why is he bringing up September 23rd at 10.58? It's right now. Yeah. So right now, that is correct. But the playoffs start October 3rd. Depending upon the injury updates we get on Carlos Correa, on Royce Lewis, maybe even on a Byron Buxton, it's possible that that changes. Plus, we've already said that this team can pitch. Yes, so they can. pitcher du jour might be the most important player on the roster each day as we go by. But right now, because the Twins need a Band-Aid in a number of places, and the guy that's given it to them, and speed kills, and he's been killing people with his speed and played some outstanding defense, it is Willie Castro for me. And again, in April, he was barely going to be a factor. Here we are heading full speed ahead to October. He has a chance to be a huge one. Yeah, I, I agree. All right, what's next? All right, that's up to you. Well, that's your role. That's true. I and today's September 23rd. Your role, Dave. It's now 1059. Uh, know your role, buddy. Yes. Uh, all right. So it's the Vikes. All right. So the NFL last week, and I know that the NFL panic meter has become a big thing. The Vikings are in a bit of a panic at 0-2. But last week, the best day of the Vikings season to date was Sunday. They didn't play. The Lions lost. The Packers lost. The Bears are terrible. We got reminded. Buy or sell that you think the NFC North is the worst division in football. Oh, I'll sell that. I think that the AFC South is the worst in football uh, because after Jacksonville, they're all teams that are running for the you know top five yeah. drafts. Um, that being said, um, we're not great. The thing is, is the the NFC North has teams that uh, three teams that should be above five hundred, right? 
And one team that, if you're going to ask me which panic meter should be the hardest, it's Chicago because they are completely wasting this talent at quarterback by stupid Right, basically the only franchise decision. that could point and laugh at somebody else is the Vikings with yes. the Bears this week. Because yeah. the Vikings aren't a terrible spot, but the Bears make it look nice and rosy. The Bears are in a terrible spot for a decade if they don't figure this out pretty quick. Right. Um, anyways, the the North has an opportunity to have many teams over 500. That AFC South, man, it's Jacksonville and a bunch of other teams. Yeah, and if Anthony Richardson was healthy, he's out already here for week three. If he was healthy, it's a little bit more of an entertaining division. And five years ago, Tennessee. Derrick Henry's still a good player, and, and yeah, they're usually finding a way to be mediocre. We'll see if they do that. Houston, we have a problem. It is the Houston Texans. I agree with you on a lot of things, and I'm going to sell the NFC North being the worst division, but I'm actually going to take the other South. I'm going to take the NFC South as the worst. And we saw it on Monday night in front of God and everybody. When the Saints and Panthers <laughs> played each other, and you went, "What is this?" Yes, and their nine nine year old quarterback got hurt, which is really right. too bad. And I get that that your savior Baker may, and that's yes, fine. He is, and maybe that plays into maybe the NFC North is bad because I think the NFC South is worse. Yet Tampa has two victories each over an NFC North team. Yeah, so it is what it is, and I I think the NFC South just has a chance to be that worst division. I think Detroit will recover. Jordan Love is still a bit of a coin flip. I think the Vikes could recover. Yes, the Bears are a mess. Two down, two to go. All right, let's go with the NHL. All right, these are going to be very similar because the breaking news has been jersey-related in both of these leagues, the NHL and the NBA. So this morning, the Wild unveiled what they're calling their 78s uniforms. Buy or sell that you're a fan of them. I... They're the same uniforms as last year with a different color scheme. This, this won't be good radio because I'm going to go, yep, what he said. And... Um, if the wild are trying to earn a little bit, make a little bit of extra money and they know this combo works. Um, I understand why they're doing it. I kind of like the captain's patch. I'll just tell you that. Um, I understand why they're doing it, but take a swing at something else. You know, we always make fun of green Bay Packers third Jersey, the, the one with the, the Dockers. Pants, yeah. Right? Um, but feel free to take a swing. Go put this, go, go get the St. Paul saints Jersey, right. Or, or, uh, you know, find a find a similar pro jersey that played here in the in the nineteen uh, twenties and go that direction for a change. So one of my biggest problems on this show is almost always staying on schedule, and we're getting close to being in a bad spot right now. This is going to save us because I just said this isn't going to make for great radio because I'll buy that I'm a fan because of everything you just said. I was a fan when they wore them last year, and they were called reverse retros. <laughs> I am apparently not attentive enough to see the major differences. Yes, you pointed it out. The Minnesota silhouette with the C or the A on the jersey, that's pretty cool. If you don't have a C or A on your jersey, it's a little bit of a darker rust gold than the reverse retros. Otherwise, to me, it looks the same, and I liked them then, so fine. It's St. Cloud Cathedral's yellow versus Hermantown's yellow. Pretty much. Yeah. But so I, I'm good with it, but All I right. was a fan of it when you already released it. Let's do the NBA. So the Timberwolves. Yes. They unveiled new old uniforms yesterday. Very vintage, very beginning of the franchise honoree because, oh, by the way, 35th anniversary season for this team. Buy or sell, you're a fan of those. I am not a fan of those. Wow. They're, uh, that, that uniform was not pretty when it was new. It was, okay, well, we'll come up with something someday, but we needed a jersey now. And going back to that jersey for me is, and I know everybody loves the powder blue twins uniforms, but the powder blue twins uniforms for me when I was growing up was a loser because the twins lost all the time, right? And so to see those just put a capital L in my mind. And these uniforms are very similar. These uniforms didn't do anything. And so I I don't know why we're celebrating them. See, you make great points on both sides because to me – I'll buy that I'm a fan of them. I love the way they look. I love that vintage look. I like being reminded of simpler times, I guess, when you go back to late 80s, early 90s, the beginning of the Timberwolves. But if you equate it with how they did on the court, absolutely. You're reminded of 15 and 67 being a good season. But if you go... These are the Tony Campbell jerseys. Right. But if you go by that measuring stick, there might be one jersey the Timberwolves could wear, and you go, ah, they were good then. As a retro... It's it's called basically five years of Kevin Garnett in a row. Christmas tree uniform. Right. So if you go by that, that's a hard sell for me, I guess. But I really like the looks of these, and I'll enjoy the Timberwolves being in them because you always wondered what those teams wearing those uniforms, if they were any good, would look like. I think uh, this year's team has a chance to I show agree, us. But you know what the Timberwolves have proven? They're really good with their city uniforms. Don't do retro anymore. 
Just do the next really cool city uniform. How about a real quick buy or sell that there are too many uniforms in general? Oh, yes. And where Where is it worse? In the NBA, in the NHL, or in college football? Or in Major League Baseball. Well, Oregon wrote the book on yes. college football. What do they have, an eighth alternative? Yeah, and then the Gopher fans are going nuts because they wore all black. So, yes, it's college football has too many uniforms. Again, P.J. Fleck got grilled about the uniforms in a press conference this week. And wake me up when our team's good enough where the uniforms are the issue. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, hour one being done, that's an issue for us. Hour two is full of guests. It's next. Stick around. We'll be right back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.